For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Tiger fans, welcome to episode 197 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast to be notified of all future episodes. Apple Podcast listeners, rate and review the show and everyone. Follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the I love, Jackson State University. Man, that was special. Yes, God, sir. That was something. That was a football team right after the game. They were hyped up in the locker room, and it was just special. 53,578 people in attendance, the largest HBCU homecoming crowd ever, and the 10th largest JSU home crowd in history. Yes, <laughs> and, sir. Hey, depending, on, depending on what area you're from and what terminology you want to use, that was crunk. <laughs> it was turnt. It was lit. Whatever the new word is, I don't even keep up with the words anymore. But whatever historical. the new word is, historical, historical. That was it. That was it. Talk to me, though. The atmosphere, man. It was electric. I mean, man. I was, I was enthusiastic. I was proud, man. More than anything, I was proud, man. It was, um, it was mind blowing. It was a day that I would never forget. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually was talking to my dad, you know, and looking back over all the games that I've been to, in, you know, in my lifetime, and I was just trying to compare it. And we've all seen, you know, these large crowds before, because as you stated, this is the 10th largest crowd we've had in the vet. So we've had larger crowds. But the one thing that was different about this one than all the others, Corey, was that we had 53,000 and 95% of it was us. Mm-hmm. That oh, was the beautiful yeah. thing about it. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's that's something. I hadn't even thought about it like that. But yeah, you're right. Usually to fill up that stadium, it's you know mostly us, but it's a lot of the visitors. But Alabama State only brought a handful of people, so that was mostly us. Yeah, that was all us, man. And and and, and like I said, the electricity was in the air. There was enthusiasm in the air. You know, we have a great team. Coach Prime, um, you know, has been doing what he's doing. It's like a rejuvenation. Of of all things Jackson State and everything that's going on on this tree, it's a culmination. And honestly, I I still think the best of what we can do is coming down the road. Still, I agree with that. I agree with that. You know, Coach Prime said during the spring, wait until the fall. And I think that enthusiasm and that excitement that we were looking for and the fans were looking for, you just saw it. You saw it uh, at, on game day, man. 
wonderful atmosphere, um, you know, a wonderful energy across the entire stadium. Players came to play. I'll tell y'all what, I got my Cohibas and my Monte Carlos right now. Black smoke, white smoke, blue smoke, free smoke. Y'all can have whatever. I'm for the smoke. Blue smoke. Blue smoke. <laughs> Blue smoke. Let's get to the game. Though. Yeah. Let's talk about this game. Of course, we took it 28 to 7, but it was tighter than we would have liked, especially in the first half. And we went into halftime, knotted up at seven. Now, I can attribute that to two things. Okay. I want to talk about both of these things. First, we got to give Alabama State some credit. We got to give that defense some credit. We talked about it in the preview show that they were stout up front with guys like number 94, big Christian Clark, and they have a DB, Daniel Troutman, who's been locked down all season. They limited us to six first downs and 40 yards rushing, 60 yards passing in the first half, and they were able to get to Shadur and keep him under the rest. So, again, that Alabama State defense in the first half, they did what they were supposed to do. Most definitely. I, I, I definitely want to give them kudos. Uh, like I stated earlier, in my in my estimation, you know, the when I watched them, you know, uh, I've always felt like they had one really great player on each level of the defense. Um, but the, the main thing I take away from this game, even with Alabama State having a formidable defense, is the fact that I really feel like we needed this type of game. Mm-hmm. You know, with the way the season has been going, Especially with the, you know, as great as we were on the, the previous game with Alabama and then we needed the complete uh, opposite uh, of that. And so to have a grinded out game with some good resistance, because honestly, the thing that's going to show us worth over the over the course of this season is going to be the resistance that this team is going to deal with, you know, because honestly, people will say, oh, we should have easily win this game or certain games. And, you know, you don't want to overlook them or view it as a trap game. So when you got some good resistance from these former opponents and you're able to find your way and get a win, get a win, I'm sorry, it actually it speaks volumes to the character of this team. And so, you know, when you have those tight games going on further in the season, you have something to pull and draw back from or uh, you have experience to know that you've done it before and you can do it again mm-hmm. i would agree with that these are called chemistry games you know this is these are yes games exactly that, that that build a continuity and the chemistry for the team overall because it forces them to dig deep and, and you know players won i mean that's not to say it just sounds real cliche but you know you need you need a challenge like that to bring you guys to get bring the team together especially in tough games like this when the games are really you know won in the trenches so, you know, kudos to Alabama State. They came to play, you know, first half. You know, it, it was a battle, especially in the trenches with their O-line and our D-line going back and forth. But you saw us kind of break away in the second half, and that's, you know, that's what good teams do. And this is a really good team. Definitely. So, this is a good team. Yeah. And I definitely want to get to that, especially what you talk about in the trenches. We'll touch on that. But first I want to talk about the second thing that I would personally say attributed to that slow start. Now, we can't make excuses, but we can be honest. Those two things are not mutually exclusive. This team came out flat because it was homecoming. I'm just going to put it out there. Not an excuse. It's just reality. And you can say, well, every team has a homecoming every year. Alabama A&M was coming off a homecoming when they played us. So that's, that can be their excuse. You know what? That's true. But this homecoming was a little bit different. Now, if you were there, you know. If you were in Jackson or on campus, you know. But even if you just followed it, followed along with it on social media, you would you would see and realize what I'm talking about. And Coach Prime alluded to it, that they didn't have their best week of practice because of homecoming. 
So I saw this from a mile away, and I brought it up on the previous show after the A&M game. I know, Zoe and BJ, you didn't think that would be a factor, but I was concerned. But regardless, to the team's credit, they made amends in the second half, marching right downfield on their first two possessions and scoring, which broke the game wide open. Well, I I can, you know, take that, and and I received that. Um, you know, we have a lot of uh, – guys that transferred into here, a lot of uh, guys who are actually new to the HBCU experience on this team. And they really mm-hmm. soaked in homecoming. You know, they're taking it in for the first time. And, you know, looking on, looking back at it, especially from watching the game and, you know, in the days leading up to the game, you can see it, you know, taking effect, not in a bad way, but just the fact of losing a little bit of focus because they were so enamored with the new experience. Plus, mm-hmm. add on to the fact of, you know, the buzz in the stadium, you know, uh, seeing, you know, the crowd and how, how huge it was and the energy in, in the place, you, you could see them, you know, kind of like sleepwalking a little bit, not underestimating the opponent, but, you know, mm-hmm. uh, maybe just a slight little, a uh, little bit of, uh, of a uh, focus that they probably would have had, but you can also see again, the maturation as Shaq mentioned earlier, you know, going to the locker room, you know, making some adjustments. Okay, mm-hmm. let's buckle down. We know what we're facing because even with how we were looking in the first half, you know, we still, you know, with the resistance that we provided from a defensive standpoint, you know, they didn't really have any uh, yardage. Uh, safe to say that, you know, even with the first half as bad as we played, we really only gave a one big play, you know, mm-hmm. the, and, and without that one big play, this is a shutout. You know, so, you know, like I said, a lack of focus, I believe, on the offensive side. But yet in the second half, we turn it around and we matriculate. We get some points and we come out with the W. Not only did we come out with a dub, we came out with some much needed momentum for us to head into the heart of our schedule right now. Um, You know, doing the downturn of some of the rest of the games in SWAC play. So we're right at the forefront where we expected us to be at the top of the at the top of the East and at the top of the swag for that matter. Um, and now it's all about, you know, putting everything together for these guys to make this home stretch, man, going into the last, you know, four or five games that we have remaining on the schedule. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. And before, before we move on, I want to shout out Deion Sanders Jr. I think he enjoyed homecoming more than any. Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah, <laughs> man. <Any other. laughs> I mean, he and he admitted it. If you follow him, he said, "Look, man, I went to SMU. I have never seen anything like this." He was right. I don't know if I've ever seen anything like that. I mean, I went to Jack State. I've, I've been, to, you know, I've seen. I, it all, yeah, same here, man. Same here. It wasn't. It wasn't like this on this level. It wasn't. Uh, and and I could just imagine recruits, man. And then you know, we, we can get into this later as far as the recruits who were visiting, but just even those who weren't visiting, watching this from social media, because social media is the, the greatest platform uh, for advertisement. You know, if you think back to our day coming up, you know, you could get inside of, you know, the university of, you know, a, 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 I'll say a, a place that's elsewhere and see what's going on like they can see now. So if you just follow along on social media, if you see the people who are commenting on the posts and things of that nature, you're like, wow, like this person is watching what's going on at Jack State. So just going back to the recruits, I can just imagine if I'm a recruit and seeing that, I would want to be a part of it. No doubt. No doubt. With that with that amount of energy in the stadium, with that amount of excitement, um, you know, the fans blaring, the boom, booming. I mean, that's the perfect, you know what? I, I remember when I was in high school, and I went to high school day at Jackson State. Now, mm-hmm. of course, uh, I mentioned that I have a family of Jacksonians, so I kind of, you know, was leaning toward Jackson State anyway. 
But I remember that high school day, we played Southern at high school day, and it was jam-packed at the vet. Mm-hmm. And I walked away from that game saying, Hell yeah, I'm coming. <laughs> Decision made. Decision, Decision made. made. And and think about it. Like you said, you come from a family of Jacksonians, so you knew what I mean, you had experienced it or had a taste of it. But for someone who had never experienced this before, I can just imagine being like, wow, this this is something something different. So man, I'm just looking forward to seeing where this momentum can carry us. But let's get back to it. Let's get back to the game. I know you guys, you know, kind of mentioned it. Uh, the game as far as the trenches, the O-line versus the D-line. I want to go back to the halftime adjustments that were made because we looked like a different team coming out of that halftime break. So what did you see differently in that second half? Well, for me, um, uh looked like TC, you know, changed some of um, his uh, – his uh, attack point with the run game uh, pretty much got outside of the tackles uh, more often. We pretty much did a lot of things, uh, you know, uh, little leads and traps, um, you know, up behind the center, between the center and the guard, a lot of things up the middle. Started getting Santee out more on the outside, um, picked up a lot of good yardage. Um, he ended up still having a great day. I think he had like 20 carries for like 97 yards. Yeah, he had 24 carries for 96 yards. Yeah. And and so, you know, he got to the point starting the third quarter where he, he was pretty much getting like, you know, five to six yards of pop. And, you know, and once that happened, you know, um, Alabama um, State, you know, it opened up some things. And I, man, it's like they you could tell that they watched some film and they were very, very fearful of Malachi Wyman because, mm-hmm. man, they they went man up top. But they they definitely had a, a safety over, over, over top of, of the cornerback. And he still got off, still got off. So when we took our shots, man, it was it was up for the uh, for the taking. But uh, kudos to Malachi Wyman as well as uh, Keith Corbin. Keith mm-hmm. Corbin looked like he should be playing on Sundays, you know, right now, you know. <laughs> so uh, he he really balled out. Yeah, and with the adjustments, I think one of the biggest adjustments, or imp- I would say improvement from the first half to the second half, was the offensive line. Now that was a pleasant surprise because typically yes. when that old line starts off playing poorly we can count on for four quarters and we have to hope that it can be corrected by next week, but they flipped yeah. the switch at half times should, uh, should was sacked a total of three times. He, but he was under the rest a lot more in the first half than in the second half. Yeah. 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 I, th- I think coming into the second half, those guys got refocused, came out with a lot more intensity, especially in the trenches. Um, as Zoe mentioned, uh, play calling kind of shifted. We're bringing a tight end down. Um, we started attacking the gaps better, especially on the outside couple of option plays that played out pretty beneficial for us. Um, and, and Shador just started, you know, targeting that zone that they were, that they were playing in. Um, they played over the top zone for pretty much the entire game, left two safeties back there to make sure that they can beat on the long plays. Um, and, and they wanted us to take everything underneath in, in a game like this. It, it, I call these ugly games because you have to win it in a real tough methodical way. Yes, sir. Because you're not going to get the big play. You got to take bits and pieces and chunks off but as you guys saw in the fourth quarter you know the big plays were to be had had a 20-yard pass um had a 15-yard pass another 15-yard pass to Wyman. so the play started opening up because we started loosening up that zone with you know dinking and dunking and getting what they were giving us um but I, I definitely think we left about 14 points on the field i wanted us to get about 42 we got 28 uh, we got down to the red zone multiple times but you know couple of chances you know we missed them but it is what it is 
and we got to talk about this defense as always the defense has carried us whether regardless of what the offense has done from game to game we can always count on the defense you know there's no saying that the defense is going to travel you know offense can be inconsistent and that's goes for any offense in any sport but one thing you can always fall back on is the defense so held Alabama State to eight first downs and 157 yards. I know they're not an offensive juggernaut, but you have to play the team that's in front of you and you have to shut them down regardless. Ezra Gray, he struggled all year, uh, I must say that, but they gave him the ball 14 times and he only had 27 carries. Uh, Crawley, the quarterback, he's only a freshman, but yet and still, nine for 26, 117 yards. He did throw the TD. Uh, So let's talk about this defense. Look, uh, on, on the stats that you mentioned, I want to. I want the fans and everybody else to know, on with that total yardage, one of those forty-two to forty-six of those those yards came on one pass play. Mm-hmm. Facts. That's called that's called domination. Man, with regards to this fall season, it's death, taxes, and the dark side <laughs> defense. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> If the numbers this game, if you really look at it, it's more mind-boggling. I really think that any game we've played thus far this season, their okay. quarterback was nine out of like twenty-some attempts. Nine like, do you know what the do you know what the percentage is on that? That's then, a third. That's thirty-three percent, just under thirty-three percent, just that's, over thirty-three percent. You have that. Then you look at we have the same running back who. We contain in the spring, but they end up getting these two long touchdown runs. And he basically have what about they have as a team with 40 yards rushing. So a byproduct of the defense playing well against the run this game, our rushing yard average is actually going to go down further. Also, our yards given up on the passing game is going to go down because of this game. And before before this game, we were second in scoring average. Well, guess what? We're we're back at number one now. Mm-hmm. I mean, so again, mm. death, taxes, and the dark side defense. Let me add death, taxes, the dark side defense, and the depth of the dark side defense. Because say <laughs> that over and over. Say that. Plug and play. Plug and play. Aubrey Miller doesn't get the start. Baron Hops and True Baron Hops plug him in, making plays. Devontae Davis in the backfield. I mean, again, it, it's to the point where it doesn't even matter because we rotate guys in and out, and there's rarely any drop off. Man, they, these guys come at you in waves, and as an opposing offense, that's got to be that's got to be you know psychologically damaging, if you will, when you come into a game and you say, okay, you know, the, the first string is coming out, second string, I may have a little bit more flexibility. And, and able to make a play. And then you see these guys coming off the edge and you're like, Jesus, mm-hmm. come on. And so, you know, it's, it gets, it becomes, it becomes psychologically, you know, damaging to you, man, because, <laughs> you know, you, 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 you bank on that fatigue in the game for you to get some, you know, extra plays in and to, to basically catch an opposing defense off guard. But it's hard to with this defense, man, because they come at you so relentless and they come at you at waves. And to Alabama State's credit, I have to give their staff credit. They did come in with a game plan. It was apparent. They were able to execute some of those things that they wanted to do, especially early on. For starters, they neutralized Warren Newman in the return game all day long. So they had a game plan, and they carried it out for the most part. But at the end of the day, it just boiled down to just a difference in talent. 
Oh, very much so. Uh, but again, that also speaks to the depth on the offensive side as well. You know, you decide that you want to take away Warren Newman. You know, we have these other starters, but also Malachi Wyman again, you know, freshman comes in and, 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 and you know, displays his talent, you know, and he had, he had a big game and could have had an even bigger game. Uh, on some other plays that we just didn't go to him. But then you had uh, – we had some other O-linemen step up. You know, we had, you know, J.D. Mark come in, you know, and, and fill in with some very crucial carries, you know, punish mm-hmm. a runner, you know. J.D. Martin, again, five carries, 43 yards and a touchdown. Limited carries, see? but, I mean, that's over eight yards a carry. Yeah, and and and, and that adds to what Santee was uh, pretty much getting with, with – he had a good average as well. So, you know, we're, this is the second game in a row where we were able to establish the run and may, maintain and stay with the run so we're not one-sided. You know, we had, you know, a good little bit uh, of balance. And then, uh, like I said, QB1 is going to do what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about Wyman just a little bit before we move on. This, this is a kid, man. I see him growing up before my very eyes. You know, from week to week, six catches, 74 yards. He had a touchdown, a crucial touchdown on a fourth down. We really needed to score to kind of get a little separation and eliminate some of that uneasiness early on in the game. This is a talented but raw kid. He just has to put it all together and learn the playbook. But keep in mind, he didn't get to campus until the week of registration. So I'm not surprised that he's kind of behind, but he's catching up quick. Yeah, he is. Also, the one thing that I really think it's starting to um, to show if you're really paying attention, you can just see his confidence blooming. Yes. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Every, yes. You know, from game to game. And, and mm-hmm. coincidentally, you're starting to see his playing time increase, mm-hmm. you know, from each game. You know, he went from, I think, about, you know, one week getting about four or five snaps to the next game. And it's, it's been steady increasing. So, mm-hmm. um, man, I, his the the sky is the ceiling for him. Seriously, he has NFL potential written all over him. I mean, this is a kid who's a four star in both sports. He's a basketball player. If you watch his highlights, he's a he could probably be in an NBA dunk contest right now. So I'm not surprised. Again, he was behind when he got to campus, so he's just catching up. So I'm going to see. I expect to see him improve. And next season is really uh, for him. I expect it to be a breakout season. So we needed him to step in with the loss of, of Shane Hooks, who's been out. Uh, the past couple of weeks, Hope, hopefully he's doing well and we can get him back. But way to step yeah. in, Malachi. Keith yeah, Corbin, he, we mentioned it already. He was big, seven catches, 113 yards, and that touchdown pass that he caught. <laughs> I mean, man, and shout out to QB One because QB One told us um, and through social media a couple of days ago that you know he wanted to make sure that Keith Corbin got an end zone um, hmm. because he, we kind of missed he an did. opportunity. And um, he got that. him in the end zone, baby. He got him in an end zone. Mm-hmm. Had a chance to get him in the end zone as well um, on the, in the second half. But, you know, he, he, Keith got pushed out of bounds. So, you know, but still a remarkable game by Keith Corbin and Malachi Wyman. Yeah. Wyman, if you're listening, man, look, keep keep grinding, baby. You're almost there. And Keith, man, he has several tough clutch catches. So he's really been stepping up. I, I see the improvement from him from game one to uh, – where we are right now that from game guy game game by game i see him get better uh but you know you mentioned it man shador this kid man i don't i'm just running out of things to say and those said it a couple episodes ago that he shows us something different every game okay so this game he was 17 for 29 201 yards two touchdowns the stats don't jump out at you but those are still some solid numbers 
But what did he show me differently this game? Well, for me, it was the elusiveness. And I wouldn't even say differently because he's done that before. But, you know, we've seen it before. But I, I don't think to this extent. The stiff arm in the first quarter on that TD to Corbin, man, I can just watch that over and over. He had a couple stiff arms. But when I watched it and the way he was able to avoid the tackler and stay in the pocket and, and stay patient, stay calm, and hit Keith Corbin in the back of the end zone, you know who he reminded me of? Who? Steve Air McNair. That's what I thought about when I saw it. And wow. you know what? I th- I thought it was me, just me. I thought it was just me thinking that. But I went and watched the ESPN broadcast after the game, and lo and behold, the commentators said the exact same thing. Wow. A great Houdiniac once again by Sanders. I, I mean, he does remind me uh, of the late great Steve McNair, just the way he's able to escape in the pocket. Tremendous upper body strength just to fend off defenders with one arm while holding the football in the other. And one other thing, you know, to piggyback on that was the one thing I get from Shadul over any and everything now is leadership. He has mm-hmm. a he has a Dak Prescott uh mojo going on. I'm not saying he's Dak Prescott, but he he has an aura about him with his leadership. You know, and there's several different things where you see it. You know, we could go back to being on the sidelines in the spring, soaking in a loss, putting in the date saying, oh, we're coming back to get this win. I'll even touch on what you just stated, Corey, with regards to Keith Corbin. Hey, you know what, man? You could have you should have had some touchdowns, but you know what? We're going to make that up and you're going to get those touchdowns the next game. This is a true freshman with not only just command of an office, but he has command of the team. And they they actually they follow him. It's literally like a captain leading his troops and they follow him. And he's a true freshman. A freshman. Did you guys notice at one point in the game where the offensive lineman, one of our offensive linemen got into it with the def- defensive lineman for the Alabama State? I don't know what it was. All yeah. About. They yes. Tied yes. What did, what did she do or do? Who, who, who caught that? He ran and grabbed our old lineman. And I, yeah, I don't know back. exactly what he said. I'm just watching it, but it's, he he got him out of there, and it seems like he sent him to the sideline because the lineman went to the sideline. Yep, he got him out of there. And you could see him getting on. Yep, I can yeah. just imagine him telling, "No, we don't need that." And th- that's probably exactly what he said, and because it's the truth, we don't need that. Uh, you know, in an emotional game like that, where where feelings can easily, you know, get you out of balance and and get you in an awkward position in the game. You know, he tried to bring some composure and some calmness to the situation uh, and some level headedness. Uh, and that's what you expect, you know, from a, from the QB one. You, you expect that from, you know, the leader of the offense to basically come in and create some calm, create a calm environment and, and basically put things into perspective. Uh, so I, I appreciate the fact that he had the, the wherewithal um, and and the and the and the vision to go ahead and just do that and execute it the way he did. But. Man, I take my hat off to the kid. I mean, the guy's just calm in the pocket, makes plays. There's a couple of stiff arms in this game that I may get, I may get blown up and put a poster shot on my wall, man. <laughs> but um, you know, that's you know, it, as Zoe said, every single game he brings a different element to the offense and brings something that you come back saying, "Wow, I didn't see that coming." And mm-hmm. um, as a freshman, you know, you're starting to see right now his swagger come out. You're starting to see, you know, his true personality on the field come out and you're starting to see everybody else play within that energy that he brings and within that swagger. 
So I can't wait to see how the rest the rest of the season progresses and to see the rest of that swagger start to evolve and develop over the course of the the, the season. But the sky's the ceiling for this kid. And yes, not sir, only man. are you starting to see that personality come out on the field, you're starting to see it off the field and in the locker room because he has some words after the game for Alabama State because he remembered what happened in the spring and their antics after the game. So let's hear from QB1, Shadir Sanders, right after the game. And we got it back in blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all beat us to the screen, I don't mean nothing. And get what? I'm here now. Fellas, it's safe to say we're in really, really good hands with Shadur Sanders at quarterback. The kid is better than Allstate, man. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. He's a freshman. Oh, man. Shout out to QB. Well, we could do a whole show on him, which we pretty much do after every game. So let's move it on. I, I want to give some shout outs to a few people. I love when, when our true freshmen, any freshman, especially our true freshmen step up. I talked about Hobbs and just being ready. He stepped in in that first quarter and uh, he looked good out there. So, you know, when his time is comes, when his number is called uh, consistently going forward as an upperclassman, I know he's going to step up to the plate. Also, a la Brown, you know, he hasn't been, gotten much run, but he had a kickoff return. Did y'all see that burst in the second yes. half? Yes. Oh, like, yeah. He slipped down, but yes, you saw man. it. That kickoff is, return is going to be in good hands. He yeah. tripped over his own feet. If he doesn't trip, man, it's literally going to be a touchdown. If it's not, he gonna, he's on the other side of the field. Well, he, he, had one, he had one more person to beat, and that was the kicker. But I imagine, you know, with his speed and athleticism, that would have been a, that would have been a juke joint right there. So, you know. <laughs> what button is he that? He got on? that right. Yeah. That's, that's the R two button. That's, that's, that's the R two. It's the R two button, baby. R two button. So definitely, man. You know, in the future, when your Nuggets are gone and your Warren Newmans and all these Isaiah Boldens, uh, we we in good hands with that kickoff return. So can't wait to see him, and can't wait to see him at uh, wide receiver because just judging from his high school film. That guy's a beast at the wide receiver position as well. Also, I want to give a shout out to Mr. Jacob Polite. Did y'all notice him on special teams? This man, kid, man, man got, got him a down a hole. Got him a tackle. He caught somebody. Three, he got three more different than times with the tackle. Yeah. <laughs> man, so shout, out, shout out to you, young buck. Shout hey, out, man. Take, hey, man, look. Mr. Polite was not polite on one of them tackles, oh, man. <laughs> impolite. Jacob, impolite. Uh, Jacob, unpolite. What is it? Impolite, unpolite? I don't know. It was both of them, bro. He's one of them. He was not polite. Jacob's middle name, not last name, polite. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. And also, you know, we talked about Santee Marshall. He had a, a good game. He ran the ball hard for us. He was a workhorse. But it was a special moment after the game. Coach Prime actually awarded him with a scholarship, a full scholarship. As many of us know, he's been a walk-on. He was a former yeah, cameraman. Congratulations. Got a chance to walk on to the team. And then he got the nod as a, as a starting running back. And he's really hasn't relinquished that position. So uh, great. It was a special moment after the game. I'm so darn proud of y'all. Y'all are hot commodity right now. Okay? What, what you, you got some on? Coach Prime, yeah, I got a bone to pick with you. Okay, first of all, who, who mom is this? Tito. Where's Tito at? Tito, what? Tito. The mama got a bone to pick with me? Yes, sir. I don't know, I don't know. What you talking about? Coach Prime, you ain't been taking care of my baby. So I ain't been taking care of your baby? No. I don't know. I ain't been taking care of your baby? They ain't been taking care of me. It's a problem, though. It's a problem. It's a problem, because mama say, I don't like having problems with mama. So you know what I'm going to do? What? Full scholarship. <laughs>
Broncos Prime come in and have his mom on it. You know what I mean? It, it was a beautiful thing to see, man. It's one of those great things that, you know, makes college football special. But also, man, uh, as Coach Prime, you know, uh, mentioned it, you know, after the game, you know, it's a success story, man. But the other thing today, it says a lot about him. It says a lot about his parents. It's, and it's also, it's a teachable moment that you can show a lot of action. Again, this guy was a walk-on, and we've we've heard of plenty of walk-ons, you know, make a team and get scholarship. But how often have we heard the story or the route that he took? You know, I'm actually a cameraman filming the, you know, filming these team practice, but, you know, I'm looking for an opportunity. So I go out here and I create one. And then not only do I create one, I walk the walk, I get on everybody in practice, and I do the things, then I go the extra mile, and I'm rewarded for it. So it's a it's a template I think you can use if you're not getting a scholarship. You still can earn your key and make your way and be successful on the football team. Absolutely. Absolutely agree 100%. So and I was proud to see the hard work get paid off or the hard work pays off and the effort that he has put forth in practice even dating back to the spring for him to get that chance. Um, that's going to be burned in his memory forever, man. And you're going to be forever a part yeah. of the Blue Bingo family, man. So shout out to you, Tito. Congrats, man. Congratulations to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Again, man, this is a, this is a special moment. and just a special weekend. This is memorable. This is one of those, you know, there's always a handful of games where 5, 10, 15, you know, 20 years later, you're still talking about it. And this is going to be one of those games. Our fans really, you know, Coach Prime, he's just come to town. And, I mean, he's just turned the city upside down. It's definitely getting back to the way, the way it used to be. Yeah, I, we expect it. Yeah, this All this right. game will, will, will live with me, man, for for, for, for years to come. Uh, this, was, this, was a, this was a tangible changing moment. And to piggyback on what you guys mentioned earlier with the recruits, you know, again, we had all these recruits come in. And it's safe to say, you know, whether the, whatever perception that they had, you know, um, we did something that was special and unique. Could you just imagine if you've never been to Jackson, Mississippi before? Mm-hmm. You're coming yeah. down 55, mm-hmm. you turn down Lakeland Drive, and you hit State Street, and you see mm-hmm. all these RVs, you see that stadium, you feel the buzz, and then you walk on that field, man, you see 53,000, and it's mm-hmm. like, man, I had no idea. I had no like- idea. And then you go to these other schools and they're in, you know, 22, 23, 24, 25,000 seat stadium. And we're doubling that. And it's mm-hmm. all us. I, I've, I've said it for years. No other FCS school in this country has our silly. And mm-hmm. it, it, Jackson State needs to realize its potential of what we truly have. No school could touch our silly. And I think outsiders are seeing this. And it's profound what you said, because you're taking people who've had no previous experience to Jackson, Mississippi or Jackson State, and they're coming in and seeing it for the first time. And this is their perception. So you're talking about shaping the perception of these people going forward. This is their, what do they say, the first impression? It better be a good one. So imagine all these people who, they they may have had a preconceived idea of just the South in general or Mississippi specifically to come and see it. And they're like, wait a minute, this is nothing like I would have ever thought, nothing like I would have ever, you know, I've ever been told. Yeah, man. You know, I've always said that if you could bottle up the culture that the Blue Bingo family and the Sonic Boom and the Jackson State um, a game day environment has, if you can bottle that up and sell it, it would be priceless. You couldn't put a price tag on it. Um, and, I, right, and I'm man. happy that, you know, 
outsiders and, and people that are not a part of the Jackson State family are finally getting a chance to see what we've been seeing for the past two decades. This is a wonderful environment, a wonderful place to go to school, a wonderful place um, for people to matriculate, and just a wonderful place, man, to be a part of a, of a big family, man. So, you know, the culture that we have is unmatched in this um, in this era, man. You said so it, what, man. You said it. What, the, the rest of the world is starting to find out what we've always known. Like, there's a reason why Jack State alumni are so prideful and why, you know, why we say the I love and why it has such a deep meaning. We know it. But now people from the outside, Deion Sanders Jr., he's seen it. I, I mean, I told someone, I said, I think Deion Jr. wants to uh, re-enroll in college at Jackson State. <laughs> and you look at all the celebrities who are coming down and just, just blown yeah. away the environment. So we knew this. And now the rest of the world and look, is finding out. And, and look, uh, one of the caveat, guys, when you take that Delta State game, and you take the homecoming game, as it stands today right now as I talk to you, we're averaging a, a, a shade over 43,000 fans per game, which is a, a new all-time, current all-time record for attendance for us. But in the lexicon of college football, we're, we're, we're more than doubling uh, no, the number two person or school in FCS. But do you know where we fall in the lexicon of college football with FBS schools? We're in the top 75 in attendance. Hmm. For all of college football right there. That's crazy. That's That's crazy. Wow. Well, fellas, let me stop you right there because I know Shaq, you and Zoe, I know (laughs) y'all, I know where y'all can go with this. Basically, we brought Ken (laughs) Ken Clark on. This show is taping. This is taking on. Yeah, man. (laughs) But we won't go there. We'll get you and Ken and let y'all come back and talk a little bit more about it. But again, an amazing weekend. The fans, I know I can speak for the entire fan base, thoroughly enjoyed it. Matter of fact, we heard from some of the fans, so let's just let them talk about it. Oh, yes, this is Christiana from 99JM, WJMI, the number one station in the state, of course. And, man, JSU fans showed up, and they showed out. Heck, the stadium, I haven't seen it like this pretty much since I was in high school, baby. So big shout-out to all of the JSU alum that came to town. Big shout-out to all of the Tiger supporters. Man, the momentum, we're winning, baby. When has it, When was the last time that we've done this? We are winners, baby. So, of course, the vibe is feeling good. The energy is high. And, hey. See, I love JSU Tigers, baby. Oh, man, the game was awesome, man. Shador and the team did a great job, man. I just want to give a shout-out to that defense, man. Them boys playing like a real squad. I ain't talking about a swag squad. I'm talking about damn near NFL squad. Go Tigers. Man, I love the game, love the energy. I think we started a little slow, uh, but they came out. They showed how they can put points on the board when they want to. Defense showed up again, seven points. I didn't see I didn't see Ezra do anything today, so the defense was, was, was kicking butt. Uh, number 12, man, freshman, the boy's a beast. I'm seeing him flip folks over in the backfield. He's always where the ball is. I loved it. We really executed after the second half. 13, Malachi Wyman is coming to his own. He's the future. Him and Shador the future. They did a good job. I look forward to the rest of the season. Go Tigers, baby. The game was absolutely amazing. Like the atmosphere, the attendance, like it's something I have not seen in years. And I'm glad to see that we're back. I think we had a crowd of about 52,000. And it was just, it was just amazing from start to finish. Like I'm glad we back. Be I love. I love to see it. Alabama State, y'all tried. 
It was a good effort, but at the end of the day, you know what time it is. Go home. I would love to see more support from the fans, especially on the 50-yard line. We got to get louder down there, man. We got we to get more fan support for the players. Man. These boys out there showing out. They need support from the fans. We can't we can't get loud on offense and then be quiet on defense. We got, we got to do better than that. We got, it's third down. It's third down. I got people telling me to sit down and be quiet. We can't be like that, folks. I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm keeping it real. Keeping it real. We can't, I got two arguments today where people tell me to be quiet. I'm trying to get people crunk. This time me be quiet and sit down for the game. Right now, we at the game. We got the Chiefs folk on. We had 50,000 people in the stadium. 53,000. I ain't seen these crowds since, since 1990s. I love that, but we got to do better as fans in the stands. We got to, we got to, we got to make ourselves known. It doesn't do no good just to show up and we're going to be quiet. But I love the people coming out. I love the blue. I love the team. Everything looked good. The boom was blowing. The team was looking good. I loved it. I love what I saw out there. Man, look, you heard it straight from the I Love family. And I concur to every point that was made, you know. So we're well on our way, man. We have a success story. Never mind that, you know, Coach Prime told you. When it comes to the fall, you ain't going to see what you saw. We were 4-3 we were and three in the spring. We're 5-1 and one right now. Say less. Free smoke, free smoke, free smoke. <laughs> and that'll do it for episode 197 of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast. Apple Podcast users, rate and review the show. And everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. I cannot stress the importance of this enough. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department, and it all starts with you. Downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. And tell every Tiger that you know. We're on all podcast outlets, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. As always, thanks for your support. Go Tigers. Hashtag, I believe. Hashtag, we packed the vet. Hashtag, the I love. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.